are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring. My name is Jeff White and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you? Look, Jeff, all is well, but you know what? We've been advised um, that our uh, intro uh, show show. banter is always the same, and we're like talking about the weather or something, and it's completely not helpful to visitors. So we're going to, I'm just going to commit now publicly that we're going to bend to the task of changing this, Mm -hmm. but I have no idea what we're going (laughs) to do. What it's actually going to Um, become. But I know that we've got a great conversation teed up for today. We do have that. Because... Uh, I mean, we've talked a lot about, or at least in some ways on this show, about what happens with acquisitions and brand consolidations and things of that sort. Um, but I, we've never had a story that's um, quite this unique. I mean, it, I think there will be um, uh, some interesting learnings in this for, for our listeners. I know there is for me, and, and I'm really excited for this guest. So uh, let's uh, let's introduce. Yeah. And joining us today is Jackie Lutz. Jackie is the Global Head of Market Communication and Intelligence at Schrader. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Jackie. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Jackie, it's um, we, we apologize for you being the first guest to have to endure this really clunky uh, <laughs> uh, and attempt at at what might be a new intro someday, maybe. But um, uh, but it's certainly <laughs> wonderful to have you on the show. Um, I, I wonder if we can just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, letting our listeners know what exactly you do at Schrader, because that was uh, a heck of a title. Um, and, uh, and I know there's a lot packed into it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a fun transition in my title, actually. So I, um, as of about a week ago, I was the, uh, head of global marketing and communications. So I have one of the best jobs in the world. I get to take, um, any, any aftermarket type brand of Sensata technologies. And, um, I, I'm the one that gets to bring it to the world and my team, uh, gets to kind of brand it. They, we, we do all the brand strategy. We do all the communications, um, globally. So it's, it's a really fun role. And then now that they added marketing intelligence, uh, it's, it's kind of a way for, um, me to kind of just indulge myself a little bit more in our industry to really be able to understand, um, dialogues that are happening, um, acquisitions that are happening, just kind of making sure that our eyes are on. On, on the industry and um, how we can use that information to better communicate to our customers and be the first in many cases to bring um, that kind of information to our customers and make sure that we're thinking ahead um, and, and making sure our customers are prepared for any changes in the market. So that's kind of where my, my role kind of evolved into in the past couple of weeks here. Very cool. In a couple of weeks, so it's a fast-moving It is, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about just uh, Schrader and Sensata and what the relationship is there. Yes, so Schrader um, has been around for a very long time. Um, they were both an OE company and an aftermarket company. A huge OE presence, especially in tire pressure monitoring systems. Uh, also the global leader in aftermarket TPMS um, as well. And Sensata came along, who is um, another global leader in all kinds of like temperature and pressure type engine management sensors. And they acquired the Schrader brand um, a few years ago. And uh, the, the OE part of Schrader kind of just was, was kind of, uh, I guess, sucked into the Sensata brand. But because of Schrader's heavy aftermarket presence and, and the, the, the power of the brand there, they kept Schrader brand uh, as the kind of the tire, industry, the tire product uh, aftermarket brand um, of Sensata Technologies. 
So Synthetic Technologies is more or less kind of the mothership um, and uh, Schrader is just one of the aftermarket brands of Synthetic Technologies. Understood, understood. That's it's an incredibly helpful uh, context for this next bit because Jackie, what really interested us in having you on the show was that uh, you've uh, recently kind of just this last year has been uh, full of turmoil for you as a marketer, as you were presented with what I understand um, as uh, basically that the, the heritage uh, legacy part of the business, the valve part of Schrader, which was kind of made Schrader famous initially, was actually sold off uh, from, Sensata sold that off to another entity that continues to operate under the Schrader brand as well. So we in some ways have a, a brand, um, uh, you know, you're now kind of competing against your own name in, in some weird way uh, within the same kind of tire space, although you do very different things. Uh, I probably did not do that justice. So can you take us through that a little bit? Because I just think it's a fascinating kind of brand evolution and challenge that you have as a brand manager here. Yeah, sure. And, and it's it's funny, too, before I get started on it, because, you know, as a marketer, um, they, people kind of look at you because people don't just generally understand brand strategy or communications. And they kind of look at you like, OK, what do we do? And I've never had this one either. This one was brand new for me. And I think for I, I think most marketers won't have to go through this, God willing. Um, so last year, uh, probably around Q2 of the year, um, Sensata sold off just the just the kind of mechanical parts of the Schrader brand, which is that valve, which is what made Schrader really famous. Everyone still to this day calls it the Schrader valve. It's the Schrader valve. Um, so you know, losing that part of the business was is is kind of heavy, um, but it really didn't align with Sensata's focus and vision, which is all technology. It's all very forward thinking, um, and our, they really wanted to be able to focus our energy into our tire pressure monitoring systems and, and any other kind of sensors that we decide to bring to the market. So it really didn't uh, fit the portfolio of Sensata. But what made it so interesting is that we had just started this Schrader Heritage campaign uh, in the beginning of the year, a couple, a couple months prior, where we are, you know, we were just, you know, kind of brainstorming, what can we talk about this year? What's, what's our message? And one thing that we have that a most brands don't is that we've been around for, you know, at the time, 174 years. So we wanted to talk about that and what that meant. So we were putting out all of this, you know, old kind of vintage heritage ads, and most of them were about this valve. And then about a quarter of the way through this heritage campaign, we are told that we sold off that business. And it's just kind of like, well, what are we going to do this heritage campaign on? So yeah, it was a little bit of a wrench um, thrown into our campaign right in the middle. I mean, man, it's... um. Uh, it's like sometimes it seems like, uh, I mean, I, I know this out of necessity it has to be the case oftentimes in an acquisition situation or what have you. But, um, you know, it, it is frustrating with, as the marketer when you're kind of you feel like you're the last one to know <laughs> about this major, major shift um, that is changing your entire world for the next year and then some. Um, so what you, you then just had to pause the campaign, I'm guessing, or uh, at least at the very least redo the creative or how did you kind of shift it from the heritage of the product to the heritage of the brand? Is that what happened? We did a, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that's a really good way to put it. We, we, it wasn't truly announced to the industry, um, for a few months later. So we kind of kept going, um, with the brand, but it definitely, or with the campaign, but definitely lost a little bit of its steam. 
especially on our end, because we're like, okay, we got to think about something else here. Um, but it, it really was, it kind of came at a good time because uh, we had our 175th anniversary coming up the following year. So we started kind of gearing our campaign towards more that we've been around this long, not because of the valve, but because um, we're innovative. We know how to change with the industry. We know how to listen to our customer and hear what they want, what they need, what's, you know, what makes their job easier, um, how we can help, you know, our customer service, our loyalty. You know, these are the things that really keep a company around for 175 years. You know, I was doing a lot of research just on how many com- brands are still around that long. And there's, there's only a handful. So um, it really was a big deal. And it's way more than a product. You know, we didn't even we didn't start out with a tire valve back in 1944 or 1944. Sorry, 1844. Um, we started out with, you know, rubber fittings. So, you know, that's not even what started us. It just happens to be what we're famous for. So yeah, we kind of turned the the message from, um, as you say, the product to the brand and, and what made the brand so powerful in the first place. So, I mean, it's got to be a bit jarring, though. I think you even mentioned that initially that, um, you know, when the, you find out that the that the valve business is going away and it's been a big part of your history, you said it was a bit heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so was there a, you know, was there that kind of collective gasp in the marketing department? like kind of what now? Yeah, it was a collective gasp. That's exactly what it was. Because no one, nobody else, you know, was would really think of it that way, right? It's more the community. And I, I'm sure that, you know, a big reason that marketing is the last to know is that we're, we communicate. Like, that's that's kind of what we're paid to do. So um, if something, you know, is kind of still in the works and little details are still being thought out, um, you know, they're, they're not they're not thinking about oh they're, they're they are doing a heritage campaign. They're thinking about all the, the probably arguably the more important details. Um, to iron this kind of acquisition out. So, um, yeah, we, we we were like, well, what do we do here? And but like, like I said, luckily we had the 175th anniversary coming up, and we we really took it from we took it as an opportunity. We really tried to be positive about it. Okay, so we're moving away from hard parts. Our entire industry is moving towards technology at, at a very at an incredible pace. So now we get to be a part of that conversation. So we we took this whole. Um, we're selling off the hard parts business, uh, but we're the same brand. We're still the same product. We're still going to be, you know, having the same valve on our product. Um, but, you know, we're just going to focus on bringing the best technology and the newest stuff to the market. And we're going to be, we're going to be able to give you better technology and better products for this move. And, um, you know, we kind of, that's, we ended up doing a rebrand, um, because of that. And it lined up perfectly with our 175th anniversary. Uh, luckily, again, it was kind of this perfect storm. Um, but they, we we took it from, you know, yeah, we were a hard parts business, but now we're technology. We kind of tweaked our logo a little bit, um, partially to separate us from this uh, Schrader Valve business that is still out there, um, which still continues to use the the older logo. So we just took the same logo, but we just kind of tweaked it to look more technology focused, looked more like, you know, played nicer with the Sensata logo, looked a little bit more modern. Um, you know, again, same brand, just focusing on the technology side of our business. Have, have you found uh, in discussions with any of your existing customers that there is any confusion between the two Schrader brands? The Schrader versus Schrader? Yeah, mm-hmm. like Spy versus Spy. I was thinking that too, but then I thought that dated me. But I'm glad you did it first. <laughs> um, you know... <laughs> 
Sorry, Jackie. We're not talking about spy versus spy. Actually, <laughs> this is actually Schrader versus Schrader. We're curious. Like, you know, has there been confusion in that, or um, I mean, especially since they're continuing to operate with the old logo. Yeah, not you know, not a ton. Um, a little bit here and there, especially when you know they're you know if you go on LinkedIn or something like that, you see there's two different traders. It's kind of weird, but really nothing's changed for our customer. They're still getting the same exact product. How we source it isn't really a problem. The problem of our customers. So, um, you know, we there not not nothing's really changed for our customers. And really, that valve business, um, it doesn't touch our customers directly at all. So. It hasn't our, for our customers. I don't think there's been as much confusion, but maybe out in the industry for people like maybe outside of the tire industry that might be walking a trade show, maybe, and they walk by a Schrader valve booth and then they walk by a you know our Schrader TPMS booth. I, you know, I'm sure that there's questions questions that arise, but um, I also think that the logo um, kind of speaks for itself. Now, you know, we changed our 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 uh, line at the bottom to say TPMS Solutions, so people know exactly what we sell at that booth. Uh, and we did that everywhere. So I, I think that even though with our customers, I don't think there's a lot of confusion. I think we did a good job with our with our communications. And quite frankly, I don't think that they care. Um, they're not worried about it. They're hoping that we come. You know, they're they're hoping for new technology. So, but I, I do I could I I do see a little bit in the industry people asking. Um, you know, especially when when on Facebook or a Facebook page or LinkedIn page or if a, a press release comes out and sometimes they see this new logo, sometimes they don't, if you don't understand the differences between these two businesses, then um, yeah, it'll be a little bit confusing to the industry, but I think our customers get it. Jackie, I'm wondering to what, how kind of uh, adamant have you been about making sure people understand that there's a separation in them? And part of me asked that question, I must admit through the lens of, my former life and kind of crisis management <laughs> and, and political communications where I would be kind of thinking, you know, if something really went weird with the CEO <laughs> of the other Schrader, you know, like, I don't know. like I'm sure, he, I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. But you know, I'm just saying if something went sideways, <laughs> you don't kind of don't want your brand associated with that. Um, you know, it's, uh, maybe that's a, a very glass, glass half empty <laughs> negative view of the world, but I would just tend to th feel that, um, there would be some level of interest in really making sure that people are aware that there is a separation. However, You know, we haven't, yeah, I, we haven't really been that adamant about it because quite honestly, we still want people to say, you know, the Schrader valve, we still want to be associated with that legacy. So, you know, it's not that we... We don't want to be, you know, known for that still. Um, and and quite and really, when people associate us with that brand, good. If something bad were to happen, maybe we'll we'll stretch out our arm a little bit and be like, listen, we're different. But um, right now, you know, it's not something that that we we really find as a as a concern. Um, if people associate us together, I mean, I, I personally don't I don't see it as a concern, but. Um, you know, the whole purpose of a rebrand is to truly, you know, you want people to start seeing your new logo and associating that with TPMS, with technology. I think the hardest part is that that other brand kind of creeps into people's messaging quite often. And I think it just looks like an inconsistency in our marketing, but it's it's really so much, it's completely out of our hands, what they do. So um, we just have to kind of do the best we can and um, 
kind of ride the wave. Well, I hope I didn't jinx it, Nick. The CEO <laughs> of the other Schrader end up in some weird scandal next week. I hope you didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do. Th- I do think there's a you know there's an interesting consideration. We haven't really talked about this yet, but uh, I'm wondering how this is kind of played into your search marketing or your you know in terms of splitting off and having these two Schraders both being found for uh, for that name and mm-hmm. for that, you know, things associated with tires. So uh, have you seen any uh, drop or change in the way that your search traffic comes in? Not really, but um, to get maybe too granular, we for a while, because um, when we were kind of separating these businesses, especially even we had a, we had a website called traderinternational.com up until a couple months ago. And that still hosted our OE product. Um, it still had aftermarket stuff, even though we have a separate uh, aftermarket website. And then we had this valve business too. And uh, part of the contract was was kind of giving all these businesses time to, to get their stuff together before we deleted the site. So we had a landing page developed that um, before you enter that site, it says, are you looking for aftermarket? Are you looking for OE? Are you looking for valve? And so people would click from there. Um, so once we got rid of that site, most of that traffic was all going to our, uh, Schrader TPMS aftermarket site. I would say like 80% of it. So I haven't seen, and we get way more that, that, that website was, was very well known in our customer base. So we haven't really seen, um, and, and honestly, that's Trader International too. When you search, that was what came up. We couldn't, I mean, that had such good SEO and such good um, traffic that it was difficult for us to even get our aftermarket site up to that level. Um, now that it's removed, our, our, I don't see our search um, being impacted any other way but positively um, from removing that from our business. If people are searching for Schrader Valve, um, I, I think they would still probably end up getting most of our aftermarket content because we put so much out. And it would be leading them back to our um, Schrader TPMS site anyway. So as part of the um, as part of that acquisition or sell off, I guess there there wasn't a, a a kind of a sell off of the valve based content. Um, so that kind of that's interesting because it keeps it. Yeah, well, there was yeah there wasn't a whole lot that wasn't associated with TPMS because the valve has had a TPMS sensor behind it for, since two thousand seven. So. Yeah, there's just not a lot of content out there that's not, you know, about the valve itself that doesn't have anything to do with TMS, at least that we've developed. The Cooler Ring is proud to be a media sponsor of the 2019 Manufacturer at Summit Conference, which is being held September 16th to 18th in Chicago, Illinois. Carver and I will be live on site recording interviews for future episodes of The Cooler Ring. You can save $200 now with the discount code COOLERPARTNERS200 at ManufactureEdSummit.com. That's ManufactureEdSummit.com. I'd be, um, I'd be curious. I mean, this has been, um, I mean, that, that just happened in Q2 of last year. And, um, you know, we're, we're chatting at the end of Q2 uh, 2019. Um, uh, so, I mean, this is essentially a year. And, um a year and a little bit ago, you had no idea that anything that was going on in this past year was going to happen. So it's been a, a wild ride, I can gather. I'm curious if you had to kind of give yourself a piece of advice if you went back to the day that you found out about this and were kind of staring down the barrel of changing your strategy for the year. I wonder what kind of advice you would give yourself. I think I, I would I would peg that around something just to not forget 
who you are and what your brand represents during the chaos um, and what's really actually important to the end user and to your customer who's selling the product. Um, it's so easy. And, and we did for a while, we got kind of caught up on, well, who do we want to be? You know, when we did this rebrand, do we want to just step completely away and be completely separated from this other Schrader you know, brand that's out there with the valve? Um, you know, and, and if I just had somebody, some little, you know, fairy godmother that could have came to me and said, don't forget who you are. Like, you know, we would have, we would have been able to make decisions a lot quicker. We were so wrapped up in, um, trying to figure out how to separate ourselves from the valve business and what the right move was and how to keep the, the legacy of Schrader, but then also look like this new company that's, you know, focusing solely on technology now. Um, and and we, we spent so much time wrestling with that. Um, I think the important thing at the end of the day and what was important to our customers, and luckily I think we made the right decision, was um, we don't want to separate ourselves from the Schrader Valve business. That is what where our brand really started you know, getting famous in this industry. It is what people are going to know Schrader for for a very, very long time. We don't want to separate ourselves from that. So you know, making those kind of decisions... Uh, you know, I, I've never wished for a fairy godmother so badly. That would have been, that would have, that would have really streamlined our process quite a bit. <laughs> so was there I, a thought at some point that you were going to potentially even get rid of the Schrader name entirely, go to Sensata, TPMS or something like that? I mean, had you guys kicked that around? How close were you to doing that? Not very. Um, when, when Sensata acquired the Schrader brand, they, they wanted to keep it in the aftermarket for a reason. They, they know the the strength of it and, and it's what people know and really no one really knows Sensata very well in the aftermarket yet. So um, the Schrader brand, I don't, it's not going anywhere. I think anything to do with the tire that we do, which, which will be forever, <laughs> um, the foreseeable future anyway, um, the Schrader brand will definitely still be around. I think it's interesting because, you know, in a, in a lot of cases and, and especially when it comes to doing branding projects, that exploration, yes, it might have been nice to have a fairy godmother to tell you, no, no, don't worry about it. Just just keep going, <laughs> you know, with the uh, with the straighter name and, and, and all of that. But I, I often wonder in situations like that, that if you don't go through that kind of soul searching and looking down the wrong path, if if you would have necessarily found the right one as easily, yeah, that's a good point. You know, like I think it sometimes takes sometimes takes that extra effort of uh, of exploring all of those options and and keeping you up at night, and even when you end up coming to a solution that seems at the end of it much simpler. Yeah, that's a really good point, and I think in a way it helps you build your dialogue and your storyline behind what you ultimately decide to do, you know, and having, having explored these other routes too, and realizing why they're not the right ones, it kind of, it kind of really gives you a lot of content around why you, what you chose was the right one. And I think we all felt really good about it when we, when we kind of had that aha moment, like, wait, do we want to? Like somebody played devil's advocate in that meeting and I would love to credit for it, but I don't know if it was me. Um, But, you know, somebody was like, well, why, why would we want to separate, (laughs) you know, from this valve business? So. Yeah, I agree. And there's a nice separation there too, and kind of the thinking to say the brand can be different than the product it sells. Oh, you know, we're getting rid of the valve business. We're getting rid of this one product. As you mentioned, the customers in some ways don't even know, or they're still buying this, the same thing at the end of the day, and they still have a Schrader valve in it. Um, so 
I think there was good wisdom in thinking the brand can stand for something outside of just the products that we sell, but it's about how we sell them. It's about how we make them. Uh, it's about our thinking that goes into them. It's about our technology, uh, the Service sensibility. Support. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, I think there was a lot of wisdom there, Jackie, and kind of uh, thinking that through and saying this brand can be more than just our legacy product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And Schrader does represent a lot more than what we've sold. Because we've sold, I mean, they were into diving helmets, you know, in World War II. I mean, they're, they're pro- our product line for Schrader has been all over the place. We just happen to be the most well-known for this valve. And we really had to take that into perspective and take that into consideration too, is that you're right. We're not just a product. This is a legacy brand and people trust it for a reason. And it's not because of a valve. It's because of a lot of other factors. I have no idea about this diving helmet bit, and I feel like I should have a better question about it. It's just, it's, it's just kind of interesting, but I have yeah. nothing. Yeah, nothing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so now that you've had the tumultuous year uh, under your belt and, and uh, know what you know um, based on that, where are you taking the Schrader brand next? Well, we're excited to bring more um, technology, and there's a lot of interesting uh, stuff happening in the tire industry. I don't know if you've heard of for example, the airless tire that that was uh, is being talked about. Um, there's a lot of a lot of changes in the industry in general, and and, and specifically in the tire too. And um, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming out. We're, we're very lucky to be you know so close to Sensata um, and this OE world, which we've always been OE, but Sensata has so much more um, that they offer, and. Um, I'm excited to see what they're able to bring to the aftermarket too and, and what we're able to bring to our customers that nobody else is going to be able to. I find that uh, we could have another uh, conversation entirely about the fact of an mm-hmm. airless tire when what you sell <laughs> is kind of monitoring sensors. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that at all. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, Yeah, but it's an exciting time. It'll be, it'll be an exciting time in a good way. Yeah, they still, and these things still require uh, something else to be monitored, I'm sure, as part yeah. of that, right? Yeah. Um, very curious to see. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, especially with all this autonomous vehicle stuff coming out and, you know. Yeah. I'm very, very excited to see what happens next for Schrader. This yeah. is a, um, uh, it's an interesting repositioning uh, of the brand to make it much more technology forward. Um, and uh, I think that that can't help but, uh, in some ways, uh, bring some focus to the team internally as well. Um, do you find that the that that that's been part of this transition as well uh, in exiting the the valve business? Is that the 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 team self identifies as being a little bit more tech forward? I think they too they do because we told them to, <laughs> but they don't they don't. I don't think our team has really felt much of the the valve business being sold it hasn't really impacted us very much. That wasn't what we were excited to tell our customers. We weren't excited to talk to our customers about valves. It was always about the new technology um, that we're bringing out. So I, I don't think that it's really been that impactful at all. And if anything, it's because we tell our salespeople, hey, we're doing this rebrand. Um, we are now a technology only company, super exciting. And then that's exactly what they go out and say. So I think we've kind of told them uh, to, to be excited about it. In the next episode of The Cooler Ring, Jackie is going to tell marketers exactly how to get salespeople to do to what they do tell what them. They want. Um, uh, <laughs> but so stay tuned for that. 
you really could do like a whole second. Do a whole segment on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's always good to poke fun at the salespeople. As a sales guy, sales I feel guys, I can yeah. do that. So uh, awesome. Well, Jackie, this has been great. I, I thank you so much for taking us through this. Uh, it sounds like you, you've had a heck of a year, and uh, I'm excited to see what's next. We shall be watching with interest. Ah, thank you. Please do. Yeah, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us on the Cooler Ring today. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com/slash/the Cooler Ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.